welcome to Run With Purpose. This is episode number 65. And for those of you that are new to the show, my name is Flores, and I'm so very glad that you found this podcast. Would love if you would subscribe. And as always, you can reach out to me on all of the socials at flores.run. I told you guys a couple weeks ago that we're going to have some great guests uh, coming up in these weeks to come. And today is no, uh, no exception to that. Today's guest is the founder and executive director of Starts With One Today. They are a nonprofit based out of LA with a vision to change and impact lives. Uh, and, and they're just doing amazing, amazing work. I came across them on Instagram, instantly resonated with their mission, and I just absolutely had to learn more. So Victoria, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great conversation. But before we get started and in, in kind of talking about everything here, how about you let the listeners know a little bit about yourself and kind of how you started with, with this organization you founded? Yeah, so my name is Victoria Beck. I'm from Denmark, born and raised in Denmark. I moved here to LA about 10, 11 years ago, right after high school. Um, I moved here because I grew up in entertainment and I did music, dancing, singing, all of all of it. And that's the reason why I moved here. I turned down a record deal with one of the major labels to move here instead and pursue my career out here. Um, I had a um, very near... Uh, death experience in 2016. I was in the hospital with a deadly facial infection. I lost my hearing and my vision temporarily. I had um, emergency surgery. My whole face got cut open and I ended up being in the hospital um, unconscious for about two weeks. And then I was sick for about a year and a half, two years, like very, very sick at home with a home nurse. And my mom had to move out here to take care of me and I lost everything. And in that process, that's when I decided to um, dedicate my life to giving back um, because I had nothing at that time. I got kicked out of all my banks, lost all my credit cards, lost my cars, lost my offices in Beverly Hills. I, my credit score went from 746 to 358. And like I was almost a million dollars in medical debt and I really didn't have anything. Um, so I just decided to, you know, really tap into what my purpose is. Um, I started my nonprofit starts with one today. Um, we started with a uh, preschool in Skid Row, which is one of the largest homeless population like areas in, um, the country. So I started with a preschool and then I it developed into a youth and teen program. So I ended up having 148 kids and I would take them out on the weekends, like, to my house for we had a Christmas party at my house. We did Easter egg hunts, pool parties, barbecues, um, you know, take them to Cheesecake Factory or, you know, just uh, give them a regular experience on the weekends because they still had to go back to regular schools on Monday. So I wanted them to have something else to share than just sitting at a shelter all weekend. Um, and then I started collaborating with other organizations for more of the adult population in Skid Row. I started visiting different jails, juvenile facilities, and uh, prisons to do mentorships and share my story. Um, I helped rescue a lot of uh, dogs locally and also from the meat trade. And then last year, I started Sundays in Skid Row with um, a partner named Jonathan from Angelic Beams. Um, and we now feed two to 500 people every Sunday. We clothe them as well, have hygiene uh, products for them. And we have contracts with Whole Foods and Trader Joe's and different vegan restaurants to provide them with quality foods every week. Um, and a month and a half ago, we just start, opened up our first transitional home so we can kind of be more of a long-term solution rather than just 
you know, feeding an immediate need because everyone's going to be hungry again for dinner. Right. So we really want to like give people more than just a plate of food because that's like so quote unquote easy, you know, but like really help people uh, long term. So yeah. yeah, I think that was like a quick kind of long introduction. Yeah, but no, I think that, <laughs> excuse me, that hit the nail on the head. I mean, you guys, obviously, like I said, everyone that's listening, she's doing amazing work. She's doing great things. And the kind of the idea of taking, taking an accident or something that happened to you and saying, like you said, trying to find your purpose, kind of reconditioning yourself to find your purpose and kind of what's driving you. Because a lot of the entertainment industry stuff, well, like you said, you were in debt, you had all these things that you, you couldn't do that again, like you did previously. So you had to make that change. What was that what was that kind of that transition like for you? Like how long did it take from, from your recovery into actually saying, you know what, maybe I can help these, you know, help those folks and Skid Row with the, with the preschool and then moving into the youth. Yeah. So I think the transition really started at, I remember only one moment clearly from being in the hospital. Uh, and that was, I don't, I didn't remember the last time I was truly happy I remember happy times, but I don't, didn't remember being happy the last four years. At that time, I had um, a boyfriend. We were about to get engaged. We've been together for a while. We lived in a very beautiful condo in Beverly Hills. You know, we drove really expensive foreign cars. We were traveling all the time. Like, you know, and I was on red carpets every night with my team and my publicist. And the day I got sick, I had a big song coming out with in Billboard magazine. And so everything on the outside looked like it was going really good, but... I wasn't fulfilled. I wasn't happy. Um, so that's when I got out. I out of the hospital. Um, I got rid of my team. I broke up with my boyfriend and just focused on just like finding myself again and figuring out like, because for probably like a month, I had a daily prayer of just God and my life. Like there is no point of me being alive right now because I am so sick. I have so much pain. Um, and the infection was in all of my facial bones. Um, and I was on nine different opiates every 20 minutes, 12 different antibiotics, had a pig line so I could shoot myself up because all my veins were completely just tore apart from having IVs and stuff. So there wasn't really a lot of hope for me. Um, at the moment I thought, and then I was like, wait a minute, like for me to be here still, like there has to be a bigger purpose with what I'm doing and why I'm here. And I started a journey of just really going celibate, both like with relationships, with mentally, like what, what didn't watch TV, didn't listen to music, like nothing, just really focusing on finding myself and becoming a better person and realizing that you attract who you are. Mm. So if I had a common denominator, all my relationships, and I don't like my relationships, so maybe I should start with myself. Um, and then, you know, it took me probably, I don't know, like six months, even though I wasn't ready to give back, I wasn't ready to go out in the world. I wasn't, you know, you're never ready, but at that time I was like, I don't have nothing else to give. So I might as well just show up and give my time, you know? So that's what I did. And, you know, very often when we are going through stuff, if we find someone else who's doing worse, we automatically start feeling better about our own problems. And then I realized that all along, like I've always had a dream for entertainment, music, dance, TV. And that's still my first love because I've been doing it since I was two. But I had to come to terms with the fact that God, the higher power, who you believe in, um, 
had a much bigger purpose. Like my dreams wasn't even big enough. Like he had a way bigger purpose and this is why I'm supposed to be in LA. Um, so yeah, so it was like a tough pill to swallow at first. Cause you know, everyone, I was like, oh, everyone back home is going to be like, Oh, she didn't make it in Hollywood. Look at her now. But if you think about it, I made it way bigger than most people out here. Like I can walk down Skid Row and like hundreds of people know my name and I'm changing people's lives. Like I'm actually seeing how someone's life is being changed. We took uh, two days ago, we took our first person straight from Skid Row into the house. No funding, no payment, no nothing. We just said, you know what? We're going to just come. We'll figure it out. Um, and just that alone, if that's all I do with my time being here on earth, like I think that's pretty amazing because we found out doing his intake he has a, a master in science and international studies. Wow. And then you wonder, how are you on skid row? And only, only a dirt, shorts, and boots. That's crazy. No? You still there? So, oh, it broke yeah. up a little bit, but yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm here. Um, yeah, I think that's your, your purpose conversation where you're talking about like God gives you this, his plan so much bigger than we can kind of understand in that concept, we talked about that literally last night with my, my life group, this idea of we have, we have this idea of what our lives should be and kind of where we, where we expect to be like, God put us in this place to do these things, but it's so much bigger than you can even imagine. And a lot of times it's, you're not in the place for what you think you're, you are. Like you said, you were, you went to Hollywood to, to pursue that entertainment career and then found out that this is actually your calling and you're making a much greater impact, I would say, for, for generations to come to be able, especially like you said, you know, you started with preschool and then went to youth services and then worked with adults. And now this transitional home, like trying to be that full big picture, because that's kind of our issue with hangry sometimes is you know, we, we don't want there to be hungry people. Like that's the whole purpose of it. But unfortunately, just the way the system is set up, that's not going to be the case. So we're going to try to do everything we can to supply everybody they can with the food they need. And yeah. I just love how you're kind of taking that whole approach of, I don't know how we're going to do it, but just come on, come alongside and we're just going to make it happen. We're going to figure out how to, how to make the pieces line up. I think a lot of people get stuck on the how and forget about the why, you know, because I don't know the how. I leave that to God. I have to have faith because at a time when I was sick, I didn't have nothing else but to have faith. I didn't have any other choice. And I kind of had to come to terms with when I just worry about the why, it usually works out much better because I can't figure out the how. Like what I'm doing right now is, is really difficult. I don't know how I'm doing it. I don't have the answers to these things, you know, like, and again, like I only have a high school education. Like I'm just figuring it out really, you know, um, and I might not be the most qualified person for it, but I'm doing it and I'm not giving up. And, you know, God uses usually unqualified people because those are the ones that have the best stories, have the best testimonial, can, like people can relate to. Um, so, yeah, so I always worry about, like focus on the why and not worry about the how. Yeah. Our, our pastor says all the time, he doesn't, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And that's like, that's exactly the mentality there is, you know, whatever you need me to do, God, like, let's, let's do it. Let's figure out what's happening. Cause yeah, that's, that's just, that's just awesome. Just everything you're talking about there, the whole full process and stuff like that, helping that community. Now, specifically with Skid Row, was there, was there something that, that guided you towards that area or just you knew that was where the largest need was and that's kind of where you wanted to start? 
So with Skid Row specifically, um, the reason why I'm in Skid Row is because my own dad spent most of his life in Skid Row overseas. Uh, two, two and a half years ago, he passed away from a hearing addiction. Um, so that's why all services always starts with me saying, remember, everybody is someone, somebody. These people are someone's father, someone's son, someone's daughter, mother, cousin. You know, every single person we are serving, like someone loves them. Mm-hmm. You know, like whenever we serve, like that could be my dad. Just remember that we also have grace, have kindness, be have respect, even when they aren't respectful. Um, but that's why, like, the reason why I'm in Skid Row is because it's like my way. Because you know, when you have a have a family member who is an addict, you have to have boundaries. I couldn't, unfortunately, he his addiction dictated how I could love him, and unfortunately, that was from afar. I couldn't, he couldn't be my life. He wasn't capable. He, you know, it just wasn't possible. Um, so this is like my way of giving back to him and helping him. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. With the, so the, the partnerships and stuff, like tell a little bit more maybe about your, your Sunday stuff. I've been seeing that on, on Instagram and it's amazing. I watched the uh, video of the lady, I think it was just the other day you were posting of like lady dancing and the, the video of that. It was so cool, but tell maybe share a little bit more about kind of what you're doing there, feeding those two to 500. Yeah. So every Sunday we line up. So we start actually, we start Friday, Friday morning. We do our first pickup, uh, Jonathan and I, my partner, we do our first pickup, uh, at around 7am. Then we have our vegan stops pickup. It's our hot plates. Then we have another pickup at Friday night. Then we do it one more time Saturday in the morning. And then Sunday we have two pickups in the morning and then we drive to Skibbo. Um, and then we sit up, uh, and we, you know, really try to make it as like we organize all the food, all the food is like, if there's anything that's bad, we wash it or clean it up. Like we just want it to be, you know, again, with respect that we're serving people and not just putting stuff in a bag and being like, here's your stuff, get moved. And like, we're very much like, we want to talk to people. Like I know people's names. I always ask people, you know, what's your name? Or, oh, did you go get your ID last week? How you said you were going to go do that? Or did you do this? Or, you know, like remember what they are telling us and just making people feel seen and heard. Um, you know, I try to remember, I know so many people's shoe sizes, clothes sizes, pants sizes, like, so if I have something donated, I'd be like, oh, these shoes would be perfect for Victor. He's a size nine. Like, let's put them aside. Or And this last weekend, um, we'll be referring to the lady in her dress. It was a lady who comes um, almost every Sunday. And we had um, another organization out that was giving out, out with us that Sunday. And they, one of the ladies from their organization, she was she's super like, hands-on. She's very like, Oh, I think this outfit will look good for you. She put together a whole outfit for people and like just very in like very one-on-one. And she found this beautiful dress for this uh, woman and she, you know, left and everything was cool. And then she came running back. She went into her tent, put on her new pink dress. She came running back. She was like, Hey, look at me, <laughs> you know, and just felt so good. Um, and she was like, Hey, Victoria, look at me, you know, just, overall it's feeling good and that's really like why we do what we do you know those little moments makes it all worth it you know that's when you like like i haven't slept past 6 a.m since mid last year like i haven't i watched netflix for the first time like last weekend like you know i'm tired all the time i just wanted like have a day just to sleep in but you know it's moments like that happen you know with the lady in her dress like that makes it all worth it and you realize that 
this is not about you. This is for a much bigger purpose. And you're doing this for other people. Yeah. And I think your, your idea there of making sure that the community feels, feels welcome, feels seen, feels heard. I think that resonates so well because you can see a lot of, there are a lot of organizations that just throw cash at things and they'll say, Hey, money's going to fix the problem. So I'm just going to throw a bunch of money at this, or we're going to try to make a policy that's going to do something. But really what it comes down to is that the people that are in need aren't being helped by those situations really. So when you can say, Hey, I'm on the ground, making a difference. I'm talking to these people. It's like you said, these are, these are somebody, some, this is someone, someone, you know, they're, they're, they're loved by someone. They're cared for by someone. Someone knows their name and knows them personally. And for you to kind of come alongside of that. And then the, the team that you have, like the volunteers and stuff, are those just recurring people or do you have kind of just like a sign up here and we're going to be serving for these many hours or whatever? So when we started in December of last year, we had five volunteers, including myself, my partner, and my mom. So we really wasn't like even here. <laughs> um, and then we just started posting, you know, on social media. And I do also have a social media um, agency. So I do branding and directing for 12 different brands. So I do know how to market it on social media. So I kind of like implemented that. Um, and I was really just, you know, big on capturing how like authentic and just how like loving the atmosphere is. Um, and we just started posting and people, you know, just started showing up. Like, I don't know. I know one of our volunteers. Everyone else is just like people I just met with since we started. Like, I don't know anybody that comes to volunteer. So, but it's really cool. And a lot of people always bring other people because they're like, this is like the best feeling. This feels like you're going to church on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. We'll be playing gospel music or old school gospel or like, we just always play like really like good music and you know, and people just really, it's just like, this is so incredible. And then they want to bring people. So that's, we just put the flyer up and just pray that God makes sure someone sees that flyer and <laughs> <laughs> show up at 8.30 on a Sunday morning. That's awesome though. But I mean, it's, it's great. And you can see it in the photos and stuff. Like I said, check out the, the social media. I'll have links in the show notes, but like everyone that's coming out there, you can tell everyone's having a great time. Everyone just seems like they're just so involved and invested in the community. It's not, it's not about a photo op. It's not about those things. It's literally, it's like, we care about these people and we're out here making a difference for those people that, that really are in need. And like you said, even the, the gentleman you're talking about has multiple master's degrees and it's like, well, he has a story of why he ended up where he was, but that doesn't make him, he's not, he's not a stupid person. He's not any of these kinds of things. Circumstances happen to people that you just don't, don't realize. We saw that here in, in the suburbs of Ohio, where it's just like, you know, it's just middle-class America, like nothing to hit wrong. COVID comes and all of a sudden people that, you know, were, were doing perfectly fine in their four bedroom homes with their fancy cars, like all of a sudden can't put food on the table. And it's like, yeah, you, people are yeah. so close to this kind of situation where, you know, you can't, I hate when people kind of look down on it. And it's like, you don't realize like how, how easy it is to get into a situation like that. And unfortunately the way the system is set up it's hard to get out of that situation. And that's why you have organizations like yourself to be able to be like, not only provide those needs, because the need obviously is we need to make sure they get fed and they have meals and stuff like that. But like you said, is in the evening, they're going to be hungry again, or they need a place to stay, or they just need an opportunity. And, and you guys are kind of just doing that. So that, that's just awesome. What, what would Thank you, you? Yeah. I mean, I think we get that 
it just takes one wrong decision and you're down there. You know, like no one grew up thinking, I want to be in skid row. You know, and like you have to remember, like everyone you meet at home is they were once just like you. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and like you said, it, it can take one decision, one. And a lot of times, unfortunately, it's it may not even be a decision you made. It may be a decision, something that happened to you, you know? It could be a medical situation. It could be an accident. It could be some sort of, of family kind of thing. Any of that can, can happen. And just because certain people are set up in, in the way they are, and you have this almost ignorance of, I deserve it because of where I was growing up or the things that I've done. Like that doesn't mean anything. You know, you, you just got, you know, God placed you where you are for a reason. And it's like figuring out what that is and kind of going in with it. And it's, it's a tough thing to, to, to talk about, I think sometimes because, you know, God has a plan and purpose for everyone. Unfortunately, there's also free will. So we end up screwing that up. God's plan is great for us. And we're just like, hey, I'm going to do this thing because it seems a lot more fun. Um, and then you end up in situations you don't want to be in. Right. <laughs> One thing that, that kind of sparked my, my thought of even wanting to have you on the show was this whole idea of of starting with one, whether it's helping one person or one situation. Um, and this, you know, the whole podcast is talking about running your life with purpose and intentionality. And it's, and it's focusing on like, hey, if you, you take the one step, it's a trickle effect. Like you said, you started with the preschool and then you went into the next thing, into the next thing, because you, you've kind of got a rhythm in doing that. What are some maybe tips, not necessarily just like um, nonprofit wise or, or that sort of thing, but like some things that you've learned from this experience of that, like helping one person at a time that, that the listeners might find valuable or they can kind of take away from it. Yeah. So I think very often we get, overwhelmed with whatever issues we are about to attack or overwhelmed with how many homeless people there are, or, you know, the world is such a bad place. Like, you know, people be like, I can't do anything, but forget that if you just do your part, you got to, like, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't take much. You can just feed one person today. You can just say hi to one person today. You can just, you know, it starts with one smile, one high, one meal, one person, like, and if we get stuck in thinking, you know, people are always saying, why well, don't anyone do anything about that? Well, why don't you do anything about mm-hmm. it? Like, you are that person that we all sitting here waiting for to do it. You know, you don't have to be super qualified to make the world a better place. Um, and, you know, like I, we always say, like, because people are like, we can't feed everybody that's homeless in L.A. I'm not, I don't want to feed everybody who's homeless in LA. Like, I don't care about feeding everybody that's homeless in LA. Like, and it might sound to me that I don't care about that. I care about feeding the people that God puts in front of me and who he puts in line on Sundays. Like that's the people I care about feeding, you know? And it's like, if you saw 11 people drowning and you could only save one, would you walk away? I wouldn't. I would at least save that one person. You know, we all have something to give back to the world to make it a kinder place it's not hard to make the world a better place you know and it's just you know often even with some of you know the kids that i've had you realize that it just takes one person to show up one person to believe in them to change the whole course of their life i've seen that so many times both with the juvenile kids in prison i've seen it with some of the kids at the shelter some of the boys that I've been mentoring that's about to join games early on in games. Like it takes one person to show up at a basketball game and say, 
oh, is it on Wednesday at 10? Cool, I'll be there Wednesday at 10. And they'd be like, yeah, whatever. You're probably not going to make it. But you showing up that one time, that's what's going to change someone's life. And what, like, anyone can do that. It is not just me. Like, anyone can really do that. And it just it really just starts with one, and that one person is you. Yeah, I absolutely love that because it's 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 all about making that priority. Like you said, when people say, "Why doesn't someone? Why does doesn't somebody take care of this situation?" And to your point, why don't you? Why are you standing on the sidelines and not doing this? And that, that was like our whole idea with Hangry was the same kind of thing. It's like there's a, there are people living with the issue of hunger in our community. What are we going to do about it? I don't know. We're, we're just going to figure something out. Like literally my wife and I, she, it's basically the two of us running it all. And the idea is she comes up with this idea like, Hey, how about we just like maybe go down and well, this is an idea we're throwing around now. It's like, we're going to find a street in, in a, a more impoverished area and in, in Columbus. And we're just going to buy everyone on that street pizzas. We're just going to just basically give everyone a pizza dinner. We're going to give them pizza, some salad, whatever. And it'd be like, Hey, we're just thinking of you. Just want to know we care about you. And that's, and that's it. No, no, no expectations or anything. And we're like, yeah, let's do it. Let's figure it out. Or how much money we need. Let's make it happen. Let's find, make the contacts that we need or whatever. And I think that attitude is what kind of separates people like, like us that are, that are trying to do something, try to make a better difference than people that are just sitting on the sidelines going, I wish someone would take care of this. I, I wish some politician would come along and make this change, you know? And I think, we find that in, in the U.S. a lot is people are just like they're looking for politicians or people of influence to make the difference. And it's like you realize like they're supposed to be representatives of us. So we should probably do something about it. Like we can't just hope someone in the Oval Office is just going to do our thing for us. Right. That's why I, you and the whole election and like, obviously I can't even vote because I'm not from here. But I was like, I don't really care. Like obviously vote when you, because you can, because you should vote. But at the end of the day, who changes the world is you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you are the one that's going to change the world, not anyone else. Um, and I think people forget also like the urgency that they have to change the world. You know, like you are supposed to leave the world a lot better than when you came into it. And it's our responsibility to do it, you know, not anyone else. Yeah. And, and when you kind of put that, when you put that focus on someone else, you know, you're like, hey, you should be doing something. You should be doing something. It's like, well, what are you doing? You really should take a look in the mirror at it and just say, you know, you need to worry about what you're doing. How many problems would just be so much better if you just worried about what you were doing and not what other people were doing? Right, exactly. And it's like just, maybe my Bible study group yesterday that I meet, one girl was like, saw this video and she was like, it clicked. So it was like, this little girl just said, worry about yourself, worry about yourself. She's like, that's really the solution to the whole, everything in the world. Worry about yourself. <laughs> you know, like, how are you showing up in the world? What are you doing to make everything better, you know, in your life, in the world's life? Like, when you go out the door, like, you should always be like, how, what am I doing today to make the world better? Yeah. Am I saying hi to 10 people? Am I... I don't know, waving at 10 people? Am I buying someone a plate of food? Like, I, I don't know what you're going to do, but you should really th think about that. Every time you leave your house, you should say, what am I doing today to make the world a better place? 
Yeah, that's such a good idea. Yesterday on from the Bible app, like the verse of the day was from Matthew talking about the greatest of, the, of those will be the servant. And that was my, like, literally my prayer that morning was, all right, how can I serve people today? I'm not going to think of how can I do it long term, like through this week, through this month, um, today. What can I do today to make a difference in someone's life? Even if that's literally just helping somebody with a question at work. Someone has a question, I'm able to like take some time out of my day and say, hey, how can I help you with this? Or is it simple as doing the dishes so my wife comes home to a clean house? Or like little things like that that you don't realize you kind of build this momentum. We're like, okay, I'm serving people, I'm serving people, and realizing you're taking it away from you so you can give to other people. And that's that's really the whole, yeah. the whole thing, yeah. And a lot of times too, like, I didn't know how to file for 501c3 for a nonprofit. I didn't even know that existed when I started a nonprofit. I just said, I'm gonna start a nonprofit. And then I started a nonprofit, and I was like, oh, I gotta file for that paperwork? Oh, great, how do I file for that paperwork? Let me Google it, you know? But I think people get stuck in like, trying to figure it out and then they forget that people's lives on the line while you are stuck at home trying to figure it out someone goes hungry you know while you're at home figuring it out there's a, you know a kid going into the juvenile system that needed you to have inspired them to have talked to them to have mentored them like when you were sitting at home trying to figure it out somebody's losing their life mm. you know and like that's the mentality you need to have, like, do I have time to figure it out or should I just go out and figure it out? Yeah. Like you said, there's too much on the line. There's a lot going on. When we started Hangry, we were, we were trying to figure out like just from partners and stuff like that, just how like, Hey, can you guys just sponsor us big companies and stuff like that? And we were waiting for our, our paperwork to come in, our 501c3 paperwork. And we're like, okay, we're waiting. You know, you know how that paperwork takes, it takes freaking forever for that stuff to come in. And then my wife had a good point. She says, people aren't waiting that are hungry. Like they're still hungry. Like, why are we waiting? And I'm like, that makes perfect sense. Like, let's ask for money. If they want to give it to us, fine. If they want to wait to this paperwork, that's fine too. We're still going to help people. Even if that means we're fronting the cost and we're making it happen. There are people that like got put on our hearts to do this. So we're going to do it. We're not going to wait for anything. And I think that was a, that was a real big wake up call to me in this is saying, Hey, there is some urgency in this. Let's go after it. What What are we waiting for? And that really is the whole message here. It's It starts with one. You don't have to change the world in a single day, but if you change the world for one person, that's really what makes the difference. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so that's, that's great. I love everything you guys are doing. Um, how can people kind of get in touch with you and support you? Is there anything, any current uh, initiatives that you need support on or anything that we can like plug? Yes. So obviously always follow us on Instagram at starts with one today. And also uh FAC Academy, find a purpose Academy. That's our transitional housing. Right now we are urgently needing funds for our housing because, you know, we just took someone in for free. So we need, you know, pay for him to get glasses because he can't see. He needs to get, you know, all his paperwork in order. He lost his ID, so we need to figure out how to get his birth certificate. And all this stuff costs money. So we really, really need to raise funds for the housing part of our uh, whole nonprofit. So that's like the number one thing um, that we need right now to raise money because there's so many little things that cost money. Like, I, you know, we have to, out of our own pocket, pay for him to go to the doctor to get his eyes checked and get him glasses. You know, no one is funding that. So little things like that, that's what we need money for. Like yeah. 100%. <laughs> 
understand. And we'll, we'll have all of those links in the show notes so you guys can donate money. Uh, and either Kayla and I are obviously going to be donating to them. I just wanted to find out. I'll talk to you, see what you guys kind of really need. We'll, we'll make it happen. Yeah. But want to support you guys because you're, you're doing amazing work out there. And I hope I hope when I make it out to L.A. next year, uh, I will I will find you guys and I will be volunteering with you on a Sunday. Whenever I'm there, I will make sure. I'm there on a Sunday so I can support you guys and just, just everything you're doing. But thanks for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I love everything you're doing. I love the whole hangry everywhere. I love it. <laughs> it's like self self promotion crazy. I was just like, I'm going to wear it every single episode until people see it. Right. I usually always wear mine. This is actually my partner's new line and jelly beans that i'm wearing so i was like i'm gonna support him today there you go. <laughs> but i usually always wear stress one today stress one today <laughs> yeah i've got like two hats down here i've got a sweatshirt on the other side i'm like which one am i wearing just got to grab the one and that's what's gonna happen right, right. <laughs> but yeah, so, it. yeah you make sure we f- you follow them on social media uh, everything that's going on uh let's wrap up this episode um like i said i'll have it all in the show notes so you can check out everything they're doing Make sure you leave some support for them, follow them, share them, let people know if you're in the LA area, there's no reason why you're not volunteering. That's period. You need to be there. Victoria is expecting you. I'm going to write down every single one of your names and we're going to, we're going to send the list to her and she's going to chase you guys down. But, uh, you can follow me on all the socials at flores.run. Subscribe, leave a review for the podcast. You guys know the drill, uh, website, www.flores.run, uh, hangry gear. We are hangry.com. You can buy some gear there. We've got some upcoming events, our virtual race. There's just a lot going on. <clears throat> um, what else is there? Yeah, so we have the race. We have some volunteer opportunities in Columbus, but we're working out some additional things across the country. So make sure you stay tuned for that. But uh, yeah, thanks so much for joining me on the show today. Remember to keep running with purpose one step at a time. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.